Support for this show is brought to you by our friends at Bloomerang. Bloomerang offers donor management and online fundraising software that helps small to medium nonprofits like First Tee of Greater Akron, a nonprofit empowering kids and teens through the game of golf. After just one year with Bloomerang, they doubled their unique donors, improved donor stewardship, and raised more funds. To listen to the full interview of First Tee of Greater Akron, visit bloomerang.com slash weareforgood or click the link in our show notes. Hey, I'm John. And I'm Becky. And this is the We Are For Good podcast. Nonprofits are faced with more challenges to accomplish their missions and the growing pressure to do more, raise more, and be more for the causes that improve our world. We're here to learn with you from some of the best in the industry, bringing the most innovative ideas, inspirational stories, all to create an impact uprising. So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world. So let's get started. And I'm Becky. And I'm John. And I'm Dana. <laughs> <laughs> this is not your traditional intro. And my name is Dana Snyder. Welcome to the We Are For Good podcast. <laughs> Total switcheroo moment. Love it. <laughs> if this is a voice that you do not recognize, it's so nice to be with all of you. And I get to actually introduce Becky and John to their very own show because, drumroll, y'all, listeners, this is episode 400. What in the heck? <laughs> That's a, so much talking. Oh my gosh. I'm super excited. Listener, they have no idea how I have structured my questions today nope. of asking them, all the ins and the outs. And if you don't know me and like, why the heck is this person Dana running this show? (laughs) I got to meet virtually, as we all did, the lovely John and Becky back in 2020 through Instagram. We became Instagram fast friends. I was very lucky to be, I think it was still less than in the 100th episode. I want to say it was like in the 50s or 60s, maybe. We're going to check our notes and get back to you. Yes, for (laughs) sure. (laughs) It was still the early days of the show. And I have my own podcast, Missions to Movements. And my jam. Please check it out. Thanks. Thanks. Is talking all things digital marketing with nonprofits, social ads, monthly giving programs, marketing, all the things. And then we became fast friends, fell in love with each other. And have just been best friends ever since. And Julie, shout out to Julie too, rocking behind the scenes. She's moved to New York City, which is my love city. I used to live there and rock my career. And so very proud of everything that she's doing too. So shout out. So much happens behind the scenes in making a podcast. So Julie, you're a rock star. Oh my gosh. Have to give her a shout out too. 400 episodes. That's a lot of producing. It is a whole lot of producing. producing. But it means the time that you're here. I mean, because you came on once, but let's be clear. You're like a multiple Pete guest. You've taught in pro. Dana Snyder has been with us. I call her Dana Visionary Snyder because every time we talk to her, I'm like, my mind is blown of just kind of what you're dreaming up next. So it's a huge honor. Oh, thanks. And I have to say, I learned so much from you. It's not just like we're good friends and we like to hang. It's that I love listening to your podcast. We learn so much about what to do with this company (laughs) through your podcast. And so that reciprocity of friendship and expertise and love, all of it just converges in a great way. So you're the perfect host to take this on today. 
How I wanted to kind of talk about today and the nature of what I usually do on my show is taking people behind the feed is what I say of digital marketing campaigns. And so I wanted to take people behind the podcast and I broke it up into three segments because therefore, you know, I have to be organized. (laughs) Of course you do. And so they are going to be talking about the beginning I am calling then the WT middle. (laughs) What the (laughs) middle is happening? And then the beautiful vision of looking ahead. So that's kind of how I want to tackle it. And I think what's important to just like literally kickstart with is why did y'all start a podcast? Like who who came up with the idea? (laughs) I mean, I guess technically that was me. Yeah. So you know, we, Becky and I knew we were going to do something together after spending our careers in nonprofit. And so we thought it was going to be a consultancy kind of gig. And we were talking about that for a while, but we realized consulting back in the OG pre-pandemic, it was always traveling, right? It was always like signing yourselves up to go yeah. to these different organizations in person. Pass. And there was this definitive day at City Bites here in Oklahoma City. It's like this 80s decor sandwich shop, right? We're sitting there and we're like, <laughs> why the heck are we signing up? With all of our kids that are at these young ages, why are we signing up for a new job that's going to like take us away from what we love most in this life, you know? And that conversation like shook me pretty hard. And I went back to the drawing board and I'm like, okay, I know the heart of what we want to do, but how we're going to deliver, it's got to be radically different. And, you know, I had binged podcasts to learn anything I know about entrepreneurship. And I was really struck by specifically EO Fire, Entrepreneurs on Fire by John Lee Dumas. And I follow a lot of different people, but he had this disruptive idea. He was like this commercial real estate agent who was doing his commute, kind of just like not loving his life. And he's like, and I wish there was a show that just talked to cool entrepreneurs doing their thing. And he's like, I don't know how to podcast, but I'm going to start one. And I'm going to yeah. do it every single day of the week. And like, he was not qualified. He just showed up. And I was like, this is it. I was like, there is a space because nonprofit's so interesting and complex. And Becky and I were geeks for it, you know, in a lot of ways and just also love the uplift. And I'm like, we could totally do this. We've produced galas. We could produce a podcast. Like we could produce a narrative arc, you know, on a show. Becky, so what if he had together. said we're going to do five episodes a week? <laughs> he a hundred percent said we're doing five episodes <laughs> a week. That was the plan. <laughs> and if five. I could have a noise for my eye roll or my hard <laughs> pass, I would. you have to understand, listener, that like there is at least once a month that Julie and I like do the family feud buzzer on John about five days a week because we cannot anymore. Um, but <laughs> I mean- lot. It is a lot, but I but I also like want to give John props because I, I just John, I think it's so ironic you call Dana Dana Visionary Snyder, which she is, because I'm like, you're John Visionary McCoy. Like John yeah. does not see the world, you know, for what it is, but really for what it could be. And he just has this designer brain that he applies to business structures and and it it is the entire reason that We Are For Good exists. So that idea, that spark happened when? Do you remember? Yeah, it would have been like fall of 2019. We got mm-hmm. real clarity. I mean, we had talked about jumping to do something for a while before, and I'd cultivated Becky over a couple of years. I mean, to be it like, let's, do, let's jump and do something. And then August 14th, 2020, the yeah. trailer drops. Can we talk about the first trailer? I love that trailer? you know the date when the t- trailer <laughs> dropped. I couldn't have told you that. We um, we had an original trailer that will never see the light of day. Oh my gosh. Listeners, I hope, it was I hope Julie's the deleted it. worst. It, was, it was the worst. So we sat down to like record a trailer, Dana. And 
we just started talking and it got very like heady and kind of like extremely mopey. boring and mopey. <laughs> and 50 horrible. minutes later, we stopped and um, we we're like, Longest this trailer feels ever. weird. It's a 50 minute trailer. And we literally sent it to some close friends here. And in the most politically correct way, they're like, yeah, this Sean is not and good. <laughs> and so we did a 60 second trailer. <laughs> it was much better. <laughs> much better. How did you, do you remember like on August 14th when the 60 second version went out, do you remember what were your first thoughts? Like what were your initial expectations? Yeah. I mean, you know how we are, Dana, and we teach this all the time on the podcast, but, you know, we have this framework that we apply to everything that's we call the impact arc. And it's not looking at things in the singular moment. It's looking at them in a very forecasted way that warms, looking at them in the moment and then taking the moment after and just taking a very long runway. And so we had done a lot of warming. And this this is something I would recommend to anybody who's trying to start anything is we went to people we loved. And, and I say that in a huge way, you know, teachers, Facebook friends, old college, you know, buddies, uh, people we used to work with, you know, my Sunday school teacher from fifth grade. And we were like, and we literally on a one-on-one basis, either emailed or DM them and said, we have the stream and we're going to launch it. And so we did weeks worth of this is coming. And when it hits, here's three ways you can help us. You know, you can share, you can tag somebody, you can um, like it or uh, whatever the three things were. And so like, we were very ready for it, but we had no idea if that concept would even work or who would show up. Um, and it was, yeah, a very crazy day when we, it's kind of like you, uh, hit the button and then you just brace yourself for, is anything going to come or is something going to come? So pretty surreal. I was super scared too, though. I mean, that's like, we knew we had that plan, but just the awkwardness of putting yourself out there, like, does somebody want to listen to us talk, you know, and just even the weirdness of hearing your voice, which now I feel like we feel more comfortable about. But at the beginning, you're just like, you know, it's such an uncomfortable thing to hear your voice. And a podcast thing is so like close up too. And I remember just feeling like, oh, this feels weird. I don't know. It was like vulnerability hangover, just being out there and putting yourself in the arena of like, you know, people are going to talk one way or the other, you know, or maybe they yeah. don't care. But yeah. And then John, from your standpoint, I mean, the branding, we have to talk oh, about the look so of the show. I mean. How did you come up with the name, like the logo, the colors? Like what was that evolution like? Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to bore you all with the branding story of this, but <laughs> I had a dream like this was 20, I think it was when I look back, like 2018 or something. I thought of the name We Are For Good one day and walked in and wrote it on the whiteboard in my office. And Becky came in and I was like, I think I know what this thing's going to be called. We truly didn't even know what it was going to be yet. And what Do did you Becky remember say? what I said? And I said, before you tell me what it is, the only concept I have is that it's not a word. I think it's got to be a sentence. And he like revealed and it was literally (laughs) a sentence. So like like, she turns around and then there is together. And it was the most remarkable sentence ever. It's just really nuts. And so the problem with the name though, was that somebody else owned the domain. Okay. And so I do the reverse engineering lookup and I was like, there wasn't anything online. There was just like, it was bought. And I traced it back that it was owned by a guy in Brazil. Okay. And so I, on a cold email, 
like literally email this guy. <laughs> I think his name was Guy. Actually. We're <laughs> like, we have like, to go yeah. for it. Like, let's tell our story. And so, yeah, I just sent him a block of like how much this meant to me. And I just love this idea of it. And, you know, is there a number, <laughs> you know? And he wrote back and he was like, was it $1,500 or $2,500 that he wanted? And I, I was, was like, like 5,000 oh, or something. I, like, oh, I wish you would have been know. like, it's okay, man. That's a great story. Here you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was kind of hoping for that. But it was so much that I was like, you know, we just need to think about this. I don't know. Like maybe it's something else. Maybe we do some derivative of it or whatever. And not like a week later, he emails back and he's like, you know, I've been thinking about it. You can have it for 500 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, done. And I would like figured out how to transfer Amazing. it from his account to ours. And like, John, we should steward felt, him and go back and talk to like, should, tell like him. Like what a good That's, human. Yeah, and I remember yeah. when we launched, he signed up for our email list. So I need to find him and like oh go back God, and just tell him thank you. Yes. Wow. Thank you, That's incredible. Yep, I so wonder that, what if he's listened to the show? Oh, that would be oh my so gosh. dreamy. If you're, if you're listening right there, now, please call us. Please Seriously. Us. <laughs> can you leave us? Yeah. We want to have you on the show. But um, so that was kind of the name piece of it. And then I think the style of it with podcasts, it's all about like the cover art, you know, you like, and anything with branding, I'm like, your goal is to disrupt and to stand out in some way. Mm -hmm. And so truly I pulled all the thumbnails of like, what are the trending podcasts in the sector? And it's like, if they're zigging, how can we zag? And like the idea of putting our faces really close up, kind of like Time Magazine style cut in half stood out. And my cringy face, everybody. It's so good. I'll say our color was going to be this bright green up until like days before launch. And I was just like, looked at it one day. I'm like, this is so wrong. And I will give Becky a ton of credit. She's always like, look, I do not micromanage. Like, I don't have an opinion. You can run with this. And I don't get she the should job's have stepped design wheelhouse. going to wreck us. But I don't know. We wanted it to be bright. We wanted it to be yeah. personable and just like make you feel happy when you see it. So that's kind of where we went with it. Fast forward a little bit. In less than a year, in May of 2021, you had 50,000 downloads. Yes, I Instagram stalked your timestamps. Oh and <laughs> you probably started to realize, oh, this, this is kind of taking off. So therefore, Pro emerges. Was Pro always part of the plan or did that generate from having all the podcast discussions? Yeah. I mean, a little bit of both, you know, it was always part of the plan to have an on-demand platform. And we, you know, at the time when the pandemic, it would just made so much sense too, but it was been part of our plan before that even happened. But the idea of like pro became so much more central after we met and had these conversations. I mean, the download numbers were like kind of shocking us, but I think I was most captivated of like, I cannot believe people are so gracious to like give us this time. And like what we were, felt like we were learning and changing as humans in these conversations you know it's yeah. just you can't sit across from these people that we've gotten to speak to and not be moved and changed and it's like i feel like that's happening and it just constantly shapes our vision of like what's possible and like man how can we share this more how can we get more people connected and to talk and all the things we were feeling inside of us you know you were literally creating the movement so then from may to november you surpassed 100,000 downloads. Now we're just like rapid fire picking it up. Do you think there was an episode or a series that you did where you really started to see like crazy momentum? I don't know if there was a particular episode or momentum, but it, we we started just talking to people or they would start 
chiming in on socials and and you could literally see how they were grabbing arms with other people. And and John had had this theory and 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 again, I'm just going to shout out to John on his vision all the time, but he he was thinking, you know, if if we did 3 episodes a week, if you really think about that, that's not just content, that's three individuals at least that we're meeting a right. week. And not only are we meeting them, but we're meeting their network and we're sharing what we have, which is just a microphone and some space. And the concept of come and join me. And and I think I think where a lot of people get the the podcast wrong. And this is what I would, I would say to anyone who's trying to create a movement is when you have time set aside to meet with people that you don't know, don't just do the interview, like get to know them, like spend a little time before, spend a little time afterward. I would say the five to 10 minutes before we record and the five to 10 minutes after are the most important pockets Mm -hmm. of time that we have because we really get to know people. And if you can show up generously in that moment, it just started to compound and people were sharing and people were um, pitching and giving us suggestions. And we really took it to heart because if it came from the community, then we were listening and we knew that's what the community wanted. And we wanted the demand of the community to keep growing. And so, so much of what's curated within We Are For Good comes from in, within it, which is just so cool. And so I I don't know. I do think like our themes, we we decided like crazily, let's just do a theme week. And, and maybe that's like something to talk about, but you know, we were, we launched in August and the presidential election was coming up in November. And if everybody can remember what it was like in August of 2020, the fall, just the feeling of just division. And it felt like hate and acrimony. And we were like, except for October of 2020. And that's when I got married. (laughs) Okay. Most amazing day of all time. And if you get on our video right now, you can see Dana in her beautiful wedding dress behind her. Uh, But we were like, what if we like, again, disrupted this moment and we just brought in something good. And so we decided to do a theme week and we're like, we're going to do a hostile takeover, the most unhostile hostile takeover (laughs) of the podcast. And let's drop five episodes about really incredible people doing really incredible things. And so that just started to get some traction. And then we started to drop women of impact week. And then we started mental health week and mental health week that we do every October I mean, it's still our most downloaded week of the year. And we're just talking about things that people care about. And we're talking about them honestly. And I've got to tell you, I get a lot out of it personally. So, I mean, I do think that's something that really shifted is that I'm looking back at the dates and it was like October, 2021, when you said we had that kind of growth, that is when Becky shared her story publicly on the podcast for the first time about your mental health journey. And I think just like your vulnerability, like set the tone for, I feel like the next phase of our company of just like really wanting to like pour into the mental health conversation in a really active way. Oh, thanks. It was my joy. I just, I really wanted to talk about it because I felt so alone in it and I felt so ashamed. And I remember feeling like, why am I 40 years old? And I feel like I love myself, but this medical thing happened to me. I don't I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if I was the only one. And, and I always, you know, give John a lot of props because I remember when we were working in our healthcare organization and he, you know, like six months into this, and I'm still trying to figure out my, 
medicine that I'm trying to get in therapy and all the psychosocial stuff. And he was like, you're going to tell this story someday and it's going to change people. And I, and my initial reaction was, oh my God, I can't tell anybody this story. Like I'm yeah. ashamed of it. And this podcast allowed me to like step into my power of it. And it has been one of the most rewarding journeys ever. And it was really important to me that we don't ask anybody to talk about that topic unless I talked about it first. I wanted to set the tone and 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 do that because we want to be the one that, you know, sets the tone and doesn't ask anybody to do anything that we wouldn't do. And it's been a great journey. And I get messages every single week from people who have listened to that episode and either want to meet or want to talk about it. And it's my joy to do it. Do you know what episode number, John, that was off the top of your head? Or I know you're just looking at it. 175? It was 175. 175. Well, and I think that's that's testament to, and you always say this, is like, welcome, pull up a seat, you're at our table, right? And I think there's an undeniable comfort that you provide to all of your listeners to feel like they can share and be vulnerable. And that, therefore is I think why the show's so powerful is because that's not usual. A lot of people will come on to a show and have either bullet point answers prepared, right? Or I'm doing this for a specific reason for a press perspective, right? Or like to get something across or but when they start to talk to you, it completely releases any like preconceived notions of what maybe they thought they were going to talk about. And they can really lean into maybe something that is even more special that they want to get across. And I mean, that leads me to kind of looking ahead. What what has been the most surprising thing for you since the launch of the podcast in August of 2020? Dang, that's a big question. I know. Now we're going to point at each other because we don't know who's <laughs> going to go first. <laughs> I mean, certainly the we actually opened a Slack channel that we call Godwink because we just feel like there's like these moments when you're like, holy cow, that's crazy that happened. And just con- confirming, um, it sounds cheesy because we talk about community so much, but I think the community just like always like surprises me in just crazy ways. And we're sitting here talking to Dana Snyder across the country. And in her background, I see the Be Kind banner. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not lost on me that the things in our life have stories. And like, if you haven't heard us tell that story, we're you know, doing our thing. It's like our first year of business. We're saying yes to everything. I think we're getting a little bit better at not saying yes to literally everything, (laughs) but we're teaching a workshop about websites, nonprofit websites with Dana, right? And here we are, Becky's over at my house. We're recording in our little studio. That little Be Kind banner that Dana now has is hanging in my office. And we do our thing. We don't know who, you know, is going to be impacted by the community that surrounds this. And then flash forward to later that night, Becky and I are working at our separate houses, let's be clear. It's like midnight, past midnight. And we're always like blowing up each other's text threads about whatever we're thinking about. And um, she's like, oh my gosh, did you see the email that just came through? You know, And I open it and it's this person that lives in Kenya and her name's Jenny Nuccio. She's now Hi, a dear Jenny. friend. Hi, Jenny. But yep. she's like, hey, I, you know, I was on your workshop today and I just had to like reach out and say hi because the women that I work with here in Kenya created that be kind banner. Like it was made here in my hometown and the back of it will be signed by the artist. And it's like, holy cow, like stop the presses. Like what, like what is our life? You know, that these things happen. And, you know, we flip, I flipped the banner over and it's signed on the back of it. Fatuma. I still remember. Mm -hmm. Mine's Mary. Mary. Hi Mary. Yeah. So, I mean, Becky does this incredible reply, but it's like, it turns out, 
you know, she's like, Fatuma made this banner. And Jenny's like, I'm about to see her when I go into the office. And it's just like this like full circle moment. And now Jenny has done a road trip across the US and has stopped by our houses and we've had dinner together. And it's just oh, like family. The yeah. randomness of this world that, you know, now we give away those banners is like to people we love in this world. And it's like, it's just like this thing that keeps moving. And it's like stories like that always like catch me off guard because it's like the one-on-one, the person sitting across yeah. from you, like the, what is unlocked in those relationships, whether we are a world apart or if you have never even met you, but you've listened to this show, like we feel kinship with you. Cause when we get to meet people that have listened, it's like, I do feel like we're meeting old friends, you know? And it's just, it's definitely the most ongoing surprising thing for me. I, I love mean, that. I'll just piggyback and say, um, this is us being really vulnerable is it, we self-funded, we are for good. And I don't know if a lot of people know that, like we did not take venture capital. We we'd had a portion of that in our business plan that maybe we would go after investors. But the more we went on, the more we were like, this cannot be owned by anyone. You know, it's got to be community owned to keep the spirit of it pure. And there have been some really hard financial moments for us where we are trying to make it work with our staff. And um, and, and every, there have been several times where we're like, oh my gosh, are we going to make payroll this month because mm-hmm. something didn't come through or somebody's not paying on time. And it, and the, the threat of, is this going to be able to keep going? And then, I mean, John mentioned that God week channel, and then something will just drop the moment that we're, that we're like, how are we going to do this? I, I want to say that has happened Multiple maybe times. a dozen <laughs> times, like where we're like, how is wow. this going to work? And then something drops. And to me, it is always like, just when we start to like wonder about, can we do this? We're, we're so tired, but we see how important it is. Yeah. The community shows up in some way and like provides that little flicker and provides the beacon where we're like, okay, okay, we're, we're going to keep fueling this. So it's like community. If you're out there, like your shares, the way you connect. And it's like when people do show up, when they buy pro, when they recommend, you know, somebody do a sponsorship, or if they want to do a studio project with us, it's like, it just fuels back into the community. And it's like, okay, we are doing the right thing. And we've got to keep fueling this thing that feels so good and is helping so many people. And we're not going to be able to pinpoint what the impact is today. And we may never be able to pinpoint it. And I'm totally great with it. I'm totally great with just releasing it and just letting the good flow from wherever it flows out of this. Taking a quick pause from today's episode to thank our sponsor, who also happens to be one of our favorite companies, Virtuous. You know we believe everyone matters, and we've witnessed the greatest philanthropic movements happen when you both see and activate donors at every level, and Virtuous is the platform to help you do just that. It's so much more than a nonprofit CRM. Virtuous helps charities reimagine generosity through responsive fundraising, volunteer management, and online giving, and we love it because this approach builds trust and loyalty through personalized engagement. Sounds like Virtuous might be a fit for your organization. Learn more today at virtuous.org or follow the link in our show notes. I love it. And it's it's true, right? Podcast, especially with releasing three times a week, is a full-time job. Between the pre-production, the actual recording, the post, 
working on doing the marketing, working on doing the emails in your emails. And there's, so there's a section of my show that I call it ask and receive where we ask listeners, how can they support you? And something that you guys both have in your email newsletter, which I love is your ungettable list. Mm -hmm. That's totally a Becky Endicott idea right there. (laughs) I love this. And so I wanted to ask on the 400th episode, Becky, we'll start with you first. Becky, who on the list is like a dream get for you? Oh, I mean. That's tough. I definitely would love to talk to Mackenzie Scott or Michelle Obama. If I'm going big, I would love to talk to on, any community. one of those Who knows women. Them? Somebody and, knows and this them. Is, this Somebody is the knows thing. A hundred percent. There are people out there listening right now that know a connection to, but you know, Mackenzie's really insulated. And I honestly have to respect that as a mom and as someone who um, is learning a lot about building boundaries in my personal life. So, but I, I we don't want anything from them. We just want to know their yeah. heart, their story. I mean, those would be two for me. If I was going to do like, I, you said one and I'm giving you three. I really love <laughs> what Brandon Stanton has done. Um, if you don't follow Humans of New York, the oh, way so that he has reimagined human frailty story through photos, through caption, through everything about that. I I would love to talk to him as well. Those are three amazing ones. John, what about you? It's funny because so many of the people that you don't even know their story, we get in the middle of the interview and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the most epic person that I can't believe Mm -hmm. we get to share space with. I would probably say Dr. Jane Goodall. Like I just think her story is fascinating. I love reading her story, the little little people, big dreams. I need to send you this for your new baby. It's on the way. Um, just like her story Dana, of not like Becky, getting <laughs> breaking news on the We Are For Good podcast. Shop is closed over Dana's here. Just yeah. What about away. on the 400th episode if my water just broke right now? That would definitely be Oh my gosh. Be we'll call it the Kennedy episode. It would be amazing. I love that Kennedy made the show. Um, no, but I love her story of just like doing her thing, like finding what she loves and cared for in this world. And she was doing the most humble act, I think, of just sitting mm-hmm. in the jungle watching these chimpanzees and really I loving know. them. And now she is like this ultimate, just like activist and lover of humanity and animals and the environment and just what a cool human being. And I you love that know. you said her because John, and I forget if I told you this, my friend Michelle who owns a podcast recording studio in Atlanta called Frequency, which is amazing. We went to school together. She produced Jane's podcast. Oh, my word. Of see, course. See, the randomness the, the of this world, right? The connection to everything on Ungettable Get. Okay, and Michelle, I mean, we've had a lot <laughs> of people on the Ungettable Get list. Like, we have had yeah. so many connections to incredible people that you – we all know their names and sometimes it takes nine months to a year or more to get in with them. But I'm telling you, people know people and they are generous about connecting. Everyone go scour. So I, I have I have two requests of listeners that I'm, I'm just asking on, okay. on your behalf. Do it. <laughs> but one is to check out this ungettable get list and let's see if we can collaborate together and find these individuals. Two, at the very time of this recording, there are 232 reviews on Apple Podcasts, and this is the 400th episode, everyone. So I have a challenge for us as a collective community. Let's get to 400 reviews on Apple Podcasts. Oh, thank I you. know this can happen. I'm going to put a timestamp on it. I want to say, strapping a couple of weeks, like end of April would be amazing. 
I mean, I just wanted to read like two of these because you guys oh, deserve gosh. to have them cry. read out loud. There's one that says, you can hear their sincerity and genuine spirit through their podcast. They have been in many of our shoes, so they get it. And when they bring on the guests who can fill those gaps, I highly recommend listening to Johnny and Becky. They keep these topics fresh and real. Another Thank one. Thank you, kind human. Friend. I grew up in the nonprofit sector, and just as I was getting jaded and completely burnt out, I found We Are For Good. It feels like sitting on Becky and John's couch, having late night, meaningful chats about this special sector. This podcast will rock your worldview and bring you much-needed doses of joy to get you through tough days. Thank you so much for leading this impact uprising. And then another one, just because... I have loved this podcast (laughs) as someone who is continually striving to learn more and be the best I can be in the nonprofit space. This has been the best thing to stumble upon. John and Becky lift issues we all need to address and simultaneously inspire us to keep innovating and change making. I couldn't recommend it more. We love you all. Clearly. I hope you go through and read some of these just as feel good moments, but everyone 232, we're going to get to 400. So make sure to head head on there. And now with 375,000 downloads, we've got Pro, Good Jobs, you've got Swag, the online community group. I mean, y'all, what's next? I mean, I, I don't know what to say, but thank you for that. I mean, such a gift. And it's not lost on me. One of those reviews you just picked out, I, I think you're never prepared for like when people start repeating back stuff to you, you know, that's important to you. And someone to say they were you know, happy to be part of the Impact Uprising. I mean, that's our vision. Yeah. That's like on our wall. It's literally on my TV screen right there because when we sat around in Becky's bonus room and we had jumped our jobs, we had not started anything. Julie, Becky, and I are sitting there looking at each other like, well, we quit our jobs. So it's time (laughs) to like start making a plan. And um, Impact Uprising was our vision. And I think, you know, we had ideas of what it would be, but we were really open-handed. And I still feel like that today of like open-handed of like what this is going to do because Impact Uprising to us is getting more people involved in philanthropy. And so as long as that's our North Star, like there's going to be things that we can't even dream of yet because of people that come in front and come around us in this community. So I'll just say what's on the horizon. I mean, some cool stuff that we know of (laughs) and no telling (laughs) what else, but you know, we're pouring into launching really investing in just the things that have really worked for us. We want to like teach in a, in a fashion. So really pouring into that this year, we're launching new studio projects. We have a really cool new podcast that's about to launch in our studio. We just believe in the power of media to help fuel the impact uprising, you know? And so we're trying to come at people from different places to just meet them where they're at and just allow them to feel seen, supported, and just, you know, surrounded in this work that we don't need to do it to alone. Yeah. I think it's just more about how community is going to be iterative and how it's going to move and grow. I think just like in the last month, we had two initiatives come out of the community that were community led. Um, And if you don't know about We Are For Books, um, that was birthed out of the community. And and we have another one called Office Hours, O-U-R-S. And We Are For Books is we're just having quarterly book discussions about, we're talking about a topic. The first one is the generosity crisis. And we're talking about what that means. And we're reading through it together. And we're talking about how it impacts each of us in our spaces. And it's very raw 
um, place to come in and just be real. Office hours is something, again, that came from the community that was like, we just need a space to talk through the problems and the issues that we're facing. And I give a lot of credit to Evan and Michelle who were leading office hours and they were like, look, no consultants in here, no vendors in here, no Becky and John in here. We are literally just going to hold space for people to come in and be vulnerable. And I love that that's happened because I, we knew that this space was so hungry, like needed to be quenched with voices, with thoughts, with expressing what's really going on, what's holding us back. And I, and I just think that what we dream about, I mean, you know, I have a dream that we're and get ready for it. Cause it's going to come at some point that we add a children's portion of we oh, are for good. And that. how do we bring our, our kids into the conversation? I don't say our kids, like oh, you can only come as a parent. I mean, any child, you know, whether we're mentoring them or whether we're a teacher or an uncle or whatever it is. And it's like, how do you talk to your kids about generosity, about empathy how do you go and do and serve and model the kind of humans we want them to be? And so we have a lot of things, you know, that are on our vision board, but mostly I just like want to sit at the feet of a stranger and I want to hear their stories and I want to be changed by it. And I want to take that in and figure out how can we take lessons from that and share it with as many people as possible because the negative rhetoric in the world seems to ripple so fast right now. And it's like, how do we get that good to ripple faster? How do we outpace that negativity? How do we take, how does good take over? And I only think it can happen with an impact uprising. So that's, that's my dream. Uh, gosh, gosh. <laughs> That's it. Just, just that. <laughs> just that. <laughs> just that. That's my that. dream. I mean, I'm not sure what to say after Becky does a mic drop moment like that, which is why everyone loves this show. This is why we're 400 episodes in and it's going to get to thousands and take over the world and climb the charts and it's going to beat out all those true crime podcasds. <laughs> <laughs> I like those two. And I'm being honest. And never leave the top 10. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's amazing. There's so much. I mean, your visions are incredible and they're backed by you. No one would not want to be in a room with either one of you, right? Mm, thanks, you man. are both incredible thanks, humans to be around. So fun. Man, I am so pumped that I could be here for the number 400. And man, let's let's get to 500. Bring it on. I mean, think if we were doing five a week, it would just be only oh, <laughs> Julie cuts the recording immediately. <laughs> She's like, I mean, and over. What an honor you spent this day with us. I mean, you are one of our most dearest friends. Just mm -hmm. you are the example of like what can happen in the magic of five minutes before an interview and the five minutes afterwards because lifelong besties right here. True. So thank you, my friend. Yeah. And so thanks true. for just taking us down memory lane. I think the one of the the negatives of this is that you're you're churning all the time and you're, you're, the pace is so fast all the time and we don't create enough space. And I think that's probably a metaphor for all of us. We don't yeah. create enough space to just sit and be in awe of the things that we're doing. And I mean, you just reading those reviews makes me so weepy. And, and as we're talking about these episodes, like I'm having a 
Rolodex in my head flashing of faces and friends and moments and hardships and unmatched joy. And the fact that we get to do this and we don't have to do it alone, the fact that we're expanding and the fact that we are for good is and is not just a podcast. It's not just a media company. It is by all accounts, a movement and a community. All over the world, mind you. I just had a phone call. I need to say this actually. This is a great point to end this on. I just had a phone call with an organization in the UK and I, it's for a speaking gig. And I said, Hey, by the way, if you're looking for other speakers, I have this blog post that I put together so of generous about that. 16 nonprofit women speakers. And the first thing she goes is Becky on the oh. list. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second, you know, Becky, she's like, yeah, I love Becky and John. And this is somebody in the UK and her partner of the companies in Ireland. And I was like, hold up. <laughs> Yo, this is not just a United States thing. Nikki I'm sure you Simon. See I know it. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. And so it, she's like, you have to tell them hello. Oh. And so it's just you not only, right, are making an impact here in the States, but all around the world. And who knows, something I talk about on social media all the time is there are so many lurkers who are listening who will never say anything, mm. but you've made the deepest impact in their lives. And so, listener, if that's you and maybe you haven't said anything ever before, I know that, A, we would love to hear from you or join the community. B, we would. Just listen. Just keep listening. And hopefully it fills your cup up every day. Love you. Love this space. Love what we're building together. It is the most full-hearted thing of all time. Let's just keep it going. Hey friends, thanks so much for being here. Did you know we create a landing page for each podcast episode with helpful links, freebies, and even shareable graphics? Be sure to check it out at the link in this episode's description. You probably hear it in our voices, but we love connecting you with the most innovative people to help you achieve more for your mission than ever before. We'd love for you to join our good community. It's free, and you can think of it as the after party to each podcast episode. You can sign up today at weareforgood.com backslash hello. One more thing, if you loved what you heard today, would you mind leaving us a podcast rating and review? It means the world to us and your support helps more people find our community. Thanks, friends. I'm our producer, Julie Comfort, and our theme song is Sunray by Remy Borsboom. Rabbit fans have always powered the We Are For Good podcast, but now Rabbit fans can get even more goodness and access by joining Good Friends. It's our listener support community for the We Are For Good podcast. Good Friends comes with perks, exclusive episodes with John and I, including The Good Brief, our new monthly cliff notes of the greatest takeaways and lessons learned from that month, and exclusive AMA episodes where we answer your burning questions and tap our community of experts. Join now or learn more at weareforgood.com backslash friends. We can't wait to see you inside. That's weareforgood.com slash friends.